Jamming 10 Sports Fuses Yeah, you know we wildin' 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 It's that 10 Mint Gem Sports Yeah It's that Gem Mint 10 Sports Welcome back to Gem Mint 10 Sports. I am Lucky from Lucky Hit Collectibles, joined as always by Scotty from Scotty's Card Check and Poke from Pokesport Jeg Rips. You can find all of our card pages on TikTok at Lucky Hit Collectibles, uh, Scotty's Card Shack, and Poke Pokesport Jeg Rips for all your card needs. So come check us out. Come hang out. Um, the unfortunate thing, Scotty, is we are without uh, Poke again, as he's still moving and feeling under the weather. So. Um, we wish him the best. He'll be back next week. But uh, instead, I'll introduce you to one of my best friends, Matt. Um, we've gone way back, right, Matt? So um, yeah, um, as far as, you know, we've been playing basketball, collecting cards, like, and we've had a, you know, one of the best friendships I could ask for over the years. So good to have you on the podcast. Good to be on. So uh, I know we were going to start with um, some sports news. I know you wanted to bring up some stuff, Scotty. Yeah. So today is the 20th. And one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, Pujols hit two home runs today, uh, 691 and 692. So I was a little nervous that he wasn't going to get to 700, you know, at the beginning of the year. But oh, yeah. I, I think yeah. I think he's going to do it. I think he I think he's going to do it. And I'm really pulling for him to do it because uh, I've I've been a Pujols fan for a long time. I loved watching him play in his in his younger days, and if anyone deserves it, I I think he does. So I'm I'm really rooting for him to get those 700. So we're we're gonna we're gonna have to keep an eye on that throughout the next couple months. The and, Albert uh, Pujols home run watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, most definitely. And then uh, another happy story I wanted to talk about. Uh, so anyone who's who's pretty into baseball probably already knows about this. So. Um, Witten Bernard uh, from the Rockies organization, he had been in the minors for 10 years and finally got the call up and he got his first major league hit, which, you know, most people are like, oh, okay, yeah, that happens all the time. But I mean, being a 10 years in the minors and getting the call up and getting your first major league hit. Now, it came with controversy. That's why I wanted to talk about it. So he hit a very slow roller down the third base line and it was not necessarily a boom boom play he if you watched it live you knew he was safe but the umpire called him out oh wow yeah now (laughs) yeah so i did not see that yet i have to look at that after this yeah so if if you can go on youtube and watch it and and you could see in the background when they're showing the replays why they're doing the reviews i mean he was safe by like he he was it was he was easily safe but and you could see everyone so the rockies dugout was behind the play and all of them immediately, they're throwing their hands up, like, in slow motion. That's how clear it was that he was safe. But the, the umpires, uh, you know, messed it up. But they went back and lo- reviewed it, and they called it safe. So that's how his first major league hit went. You know, <laughs> A big controversial n- first hit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But so congratulations to Bernard on, uh, on getting his first major league hit. I, I like hearing stuff like that. So, yeah, that's what Tell I got me you from got the his news. card. Yeah, yeah, ten years ago, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I was, I was excited uh, to hear about that story. So, yeah, and uh, some other uh, sports news. So, I don't think we mentioned it last week, but uh, um, rest in peace, Bill Russell, one of the most iconic players in NBA. Um, if you're gonna judge greatest of all time off championships, he's definitely the greatest of all time. Am I right, Matt? I mean, you're a big basketball guy, so. Loving. 11 rings. And, um, you know, so th- I thought it was cool that the NBA retired his Jersey. So the whole league is retired, uh, number six. Um, so yeah. I guess LeBron's never going to go back to that now, but anyway, <laughs> well, um, the, anyone wearing six, I think are grandfathered in. Okay. So, well, there you go. So, and then, um, yeah. another bit of sports news, it's not really sports world related, but more sports cards, uh, related. I have sad news that I I did sell my Steph Curry rookie card. So that is boo uh, boo. I know Scotty. I know. <laughs> so That's... just made a decision that um, you know, it wasn't um a Gem Mint ten card for sure. But um, I think that once Lucky Hit takes off and you know we get going here, um, I'll always rebuy it later. I'll buy a better uh, centered one and try to grade it, get a Gem Mint ten. But yeah. it's a sacrifice for now. I'm going to get it back later. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I don't collect m- much basketball, but if I had a Steph Curry, I'd, I don't know if I could let that go. There's just certain players I would have a really hard time letting go, and he was one of them. So uh, hats off to you for having the huevos to uh, sell that card because <laughs> <laughs> I would not, I, I wouldn't have done it, <laughs> even if it was to get my business up and going. I'd be like, no, sir, you stay, you stay with daddy. That's, well, I do have my Kobe Bryant cards that are a little bit more to my heart than uh, the Steph Curry, but. But you're uh, you're close to Golden I'm a California State, right? guy. I'm a California yeah. guy. Yeah. And now I don't. As far as basketball goes, I don't. I don't really have a team in particular. Um, I just. You just watch certain guys, and I I like certain players. And Steph Curry is a player I like. I know. Uh, I was glad that he won without. Um, oh my gosh! Brain fart. Kevin brain Durant. Fart. Thank you, man. I did that last week too. I just, I got. We got to stop doing these after I work a twelve-hour day, so I can, yeah. so I can think. But yeah, I'll just no, pull up notes, notes with names for you. So yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So I, I was glad that he won without Durant. I'm actually not a Durant fan. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't. I agree with you. In, any, I, the reason I don't like basketball as much anymore either is just I, I don't like all the bouncing around. I don't like. All, it just seems now everyone's trying to build a super team. Like they're calling each other before they're going and, and joining teams. And that's not what it's about. You know, um, like LeBron James, I, I wish he had never left to Miami. I wish he had stayed in Cleveland and and done it that way. You know, I, I feel like those rings, like sure, a, 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 it's awesome to get a ring. But at the same time, you know, you, you go build these super teams and it's like now you're expected to win the ring. Right, you know, and I and I don't I don't like that, and I didn't like when when the Golden State Warriors got Kevin Durant. I thought that was it's like okay, yeah, you guys should win, and then you guys won, and it's like, well, what do you have to celebrate? You were supposed to win, you know. If any celebration should be going on, it would have been the team that would have beat you. That's where the celebration should go. So for me, I don't like when these guys are calling each other, and being like, hey. You want to come over here? You want to come over here? No, it, it shouldn't be like that. Now, maybe this stuff has gone on for a long time. Maybe we didn't know about it, and and maybe it's a little bit more, uh, you know, in the public's eyes now. But I'm not about that. I, I you don't I mean, see it. I don't. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say it just shows that he, especially Durant for me, wasn't as hungry, right? I mean, he didn't want to work with Westbrook. It, it just wasn't getting done. Well, I'm gonna go somewhere else where it can get done, right? He's he's not as hungry to do it on his own. Um, you know, even though LeBron does these, form these super teams, at least he's willing to contribute when he knows it is going well. But Durant, even he didn't want to work with Westbrook and Harden. And, you know, who are the role players that they have on that team? At? They, they were kind of stacked at that time, like Serge Ibaka. And, you know, so, I mean, he just jumped ship because he thought it'd be easy. Thompson and, and Curry would carry him to a ring. I've never respected Durant for that. You know, that that's just me. Um, he's still, you know, one of the best shooters I've ever seen, but... He he's very much about the situation around him, and that kind of uh that that kind of um. Well, we also have um Shaq saying back in the day that if he knew it was okay to like go to the Bulls, he would have went to the Bulls. Yeah. So it, you you can tell like the generations like oh it, it definitely wouldn't have happened back then, but it's like it's the way it happens now. It's. Yeah, with yeah. The super teams and, and even kind of taints everything, yeah, you know, so to speak. Right, and um, I mean, even Jordan said that before. He said, and "That's what I like about him for competition. I never wanted to join those guys. They're as good, you know, as I good as I am. I want to beat them. I don't want to yeah. join them, you know. <laughs> and that's why, like Scotty said, that's the difference. You know, you have people just forming super teams, and um, you know, I'm just not a fan of that. So. Yeah, could you imagine Mike, Michael Jordan calling Magic Johnson and, and Larry Bird being like, "Hey, you guys want to form a super team?" Yeah, <laughs> it would be the Don't same. It would have anyone else on the court, just us three yeah. versus uh, whoever the other five are. <laughs> but but to me, that it's it's the same thing. It's it's okay. No, now we're now you're taking the competitive edge from the rest of the league, you know, because there's not like you're when you put all these great players onto one team, like. Well, what about the rest of the league? You know, it's just, yeah, it's, I'm just not a fan of it. And I hope it stops, you know, but 
you know, I don't think it will. I think it's just going to be a thing for a while. But yeah, maybe one day it'll well, stop. I, mean, I think they're trying to put things in place to try to steer them away from doing that. But ultimately, if they're going to want to team up, they'll have someone go, all right, fine, I'll take less money. I'll go team with you. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's and, why and, I like the, the uh, Warriors, Scotty, because that that team very before Durant was very much drafted and, you know, put together the right way. Uh, right you had way. Steve Kerr is your head coach who I'm not being biased to Chicago like Matt is, but you know, one rings with uh, Jordan here and uh, knew how to get it done as a team and not a super team. So that's why I always respected the Warriors and they won. I like that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I think too, when they, when they make these super teams, uh, I wish it would, ding their card value to be honest because right yeah it's sure like okay great you know now you got a you know kevin durant rookie and now he's won the championship and it's like okay well you know you put asterisks during some of those you know like barry bonds you know he has an asterisk next to his that home run ball next because it was during a steroid era now you can't prove that he did the steroids you know but they still went ahead and did the asterisks. Well, what about all these super teams in the NBA that are going out and winning these? How about we put an asterisk next to the championship because these guys are calling each other on the side. And like, remember the unveiling in Miami with LeBron James? And I mean, I was just like, come on, that's, that's too much, but that's how, you know, when you've done something you shouldn't do, you know, when, when these three guys are, are together, you know, and at the time, Chris Bosch was a, he was a great basketball player at the time. I, I know a lot of people don't talk about him, but the the dude has some skills, you know, and he was another great player that they picked up. Right? Yeah, yeah, like I, I feel like if it had just been Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, I would have respected it more, you know, but once they added Chris Bosh to the mix, I was like, all right, this is this is ridiculous, you know? And then you add like Ray Allen to that team. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and it, <laughs> and I know – yeah, and I know Ray Allen was towards the end of his career, but the dude could still shoot threes like nobody's Lights business. out. Lights you know, out shooter. That's the one thing about, about basketball is as these guys get older, even though like Steph Curry, you know, he's gonna be able to, he's gonna be like Ray Allen. He's gonna be able to contribute all through his career because he'll always be able to shoot that three. He may not be able to dribble past you like he can right now. Eventually he, he he's gonna slow down like all players do. But that shot will always be there. It's never gonna go away. Once if you're if you're a shooter, you're a shooter. Period. There, there's no you know that's that's one thing about Kevin Durant. You know that's why he's still as good as he is. But again, as good as he is, he doesn't have that dog in him. Like what we talked about last last week, he doesn't have that dog fight in him, and that's why he'll ne- I'll never respect him because it's like yeah, you, you're this great player, but dude, where is the dog in you? Yeah, show yeah, me that like dog. I say, he does not seem hungry to me, you know. And he's on the nets, and the, you know they're in the playoffs. He's about to get eliminated. Well, what can your team do to help you out? And he's like, uh, "It's all right. I just got to shoot better." And like, all nonchalant, like eh, it is what it is. Like, what? Be hungry. Go. Jordan would have went in that that uh, gym and said, "Okay, we're not leaving this gym till we get it right." <laughs> yeah, we're not going home, right? But, uh, I don't I don't remember what year it was, but do you remember Kobe Bryant? They went up 2-0 in in the finals, and he got asked the 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 um the media was asking him like, why doesn't he look happy? And he's like, is the job done? Like straight face, is the job done? Yeah. Job ain't done. Job yeah. ain't done. Like that's that's because he had that until the job is done mentality. I'm I'm gonna come out here and give it everything I got. Like he. Yeah, you can't be close to elimination and be like, well, I got to do this better, that better. No, man. It's it's a team sport regardless, no, no matter what. Like I know there's those instances where some guys can just completely take over a game. But at the same time, you still need help around you. You know what I mean? So with Kevin Durant saying, well, I need to do this better, I need to do that better, tells me that he doesn't have confidence in his team. Because you shouldn't be like, well, we need to do this better. We need to do this better you know, differently. So and whatever it's either your leader or not. And Kevin Durant, I think needs to be led. He has the skills, but he needs to be led by somebody else. He's not that team leader. So um, I guess like, this would be a good topic. So uh, Matt, since I know you, the basketball is your favorite sport, right? So, you know, 
quite a bit. So what do you think of the current state of the NBA? Do you think that it's better now? Obviously, we like the old school, right? But I mean, talent wise, a lot of people that I talk to, especially in my workplace and all that, say that the current league is the hardest to play in. It isn't the oldest uh, or the old league that I'm used to with Jordan and them. They say it's harder now because you got to be a good shooter and big guys can be all yeah. over the court and shoot. So you what do you think? Everyone's just shooting threes right now. Um, if you compare it to like the nineties, like if you're a center shooting threes, you'd get benched right, right away. So, <laughs> right. So, so uh, I'm kind of, I mean, I, I still enjoy what I watch today. Um, I'm, I'm always going to, cause it's basketball, but just, um, I like, I like seeing like back in the day, the defensive struggles were the games ended up being like 76 to 70. Yeah. No. So, uh, I mean, if they could get away with shooting the way they do back then, I could see them kind of, kind of competing, but just the, the, the pure physicality, I, I say like the nineties, the, Maybe even like the late '80s, also, like you can't compare. Right. I mean, and there may not have been like. I mean, there's more talent now, but again, it's kind of easier to play now, in my opinion. I don't know if you agree with that, Scotty, but I think that when you include pa- or fouls like clear path foul, or you know, you barely touch a guy. I mean, if if you bring a guy like Larry Bird or Magic or Jordan to this era, they're gonna average like 50 points a game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they can get away with who they could before, you know. No, no, and I, I agree with I agree with both of you. I think that I think talent wise, there, there's guys are just more athletic now, you know. Yeah, they're just more athletic. But back in the day, you remember how many times would you see a guy go to the hole and just get Molly Watt? You know what I mean? You do not see that anymore. Like the you could be so much more physical back in the day, and you ha- your game had to be a little different because you had to be careful for that. You know what I mean? Now nowadays, guys trip and you know they're like, "Oh, I gotta be out for a week." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no like, I'm not I'm not saying guys' toughness isn't there because there is some tough guys, but the guys like Jordan and Bird and you know Magic Johnson, every they would if you were that type of guy, they would have eaten you alive. Could you imagine watching Michael Jordan flop? Oh my god! <laughs> like. Yeah. J- just thinking about our, our Kobe Bryant, you know what I mean? Not at all. Could you imagine these guys? Like, it's almost embarrassing thinking about that because of of who you think that they are. You know what I mean? And nowadays, you watch these guys, and, and I don't mean to pick on LeBron. I know there's a lot of LeBron fans out there, and, and I, I honestly think as far as talent-wise – LeBron James is hands down the most talented basketball player we've ever seen, ever. I think he's more talented than Jordan. I do. I think he's more talented than Kobe. But with that said, he doesn't have that same dog in him like those two. And I, I think that's that's why a lot of people that watched basketball back in the day compared to now can tell the difference between you know, how they are on the court. How many slow motion things have you seen with LeBron James acting like he got smacked in the face or hit or whatever, and he didn't even get touched? Okay, to me, once you do stuff like that, you cannot be put into the greatest player of all time category. Because if you're going to be the greatest of all time, you cannot do stuff like that. Like, I'm sorry, but people can argue with me all that all day long. But no, you can't. That that's embarrassing when when you think someone you got a guy rolling on the floor that he got smashed in the face, and then you watch the replay and he didn't even get touched. Don't do that. Don't do that. Be an example to these kids. You know what I mean? Because you got kids watching you now. They think that it's is going to be okay. You know? Don't do stuff like that. And and again, I don't mean to pick on LeBron, but he is the face of the NBA right now. And if you're going to be the face of the NBA, don't do stuff like that. Don't, don't do it. Because now you, now people think it's okay to do They're like, well, LeBron James does it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. No, I, agree. 
And, and I mean, when you see LeBron, like, you know, I've seen it a few times in games where, you know, something happens he don't like. And I've seen him with, you know, nine, 10 seconds left in the game. We'll just walk off the court and abandon his team. Then you got four guys well, on the court and he leaves. And it's like, well, okay, I get you're frustrated, but you got to finish, finish the job with your team to show team and then coach them in the back, right? Of what they need well, to work on. It's not just that. How many times have you seen him? Uh, he's on the offensive side of the ball. He believes he gets fouled and he stands there and argues with the ref. No whistle has been blown. And now on the other side, they're four and five, four, you know, four and five. And they're giving up points because he wants to stay in the back and argue the call. Look, if the whistle didn't blow, it's a live ball. Wait till a timeout happens. Then go talk to the ref about, hey, th- this is what's going on. You doing that c- does not help your team whatsoever. You, you can't. And that. And when you look at th- – this is this is one of the things that you have – when you compare you know, Michael Jordan to LeBron is the Defensive Player of the Year awards. Where's LeBron's defensive? His all-around game is just not there. And it's just like, ah, uh, it's just, you know, I I wish I could put him there, but there's certain things like what we were bringing up. You can't, you, 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 there's just no arguing with that. It's what LeBron James does. And, and I feel like now that he's at the end of his career, these things are going to, like, look how we're talking about him right now. And, and these are things that other people are going to see. You know, and 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 they're gonna, like, sure, he's been to a million NBA finals. That's that's awesome, but dude, like, how many don't did do he win? Like yeah, yeah, and 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 I understand that he he didn't win a lot, and you know, everyone wants to argue. Hills and Pat were going through a weak Eastern Conference, most of them. Yeah, no, he he did. He they he didn't have as nearly the competition, uh, you know, in, in that conference. But at the same time, it's it's just. Yeah, like what you said, like he, you know, he's walking off the court early or, or, you know, he's, he's arguing with the refs. Like it's just, what, what does arguing with the ref, what's he going to do? Blow the whistle 10 seconds later, but like, you know what? You're right, LeBron. Let me blow this whistle. It's, it's not going to happen. Just go play defense, hustle back down the court, go play defense, you know? And, and, and that's another thing that I don't like is that now I know certain players, back in the day had more say than coaches, but I feel like it's a lot worse even now. You know what I mean? Coaches are getting fired. They're like, I understand, you know, some coaches are not going to fit in with certain, with certain players. And it's always been like that, but I don't like when good coaches are getting fired because one guy doesn't, their superstar doesn't like them. You know what I mean? You got to find a way to, to coincide. You you have to, there has to be give, you know, on, on both ends. And with all the coaches that LeBron has gone through, you know, because, you know, just things didn't work out. Like, I'm not a big fan of that. Like, look at Jordan. How many coaches did he go through? Kobe Bryant, too. You know, you know Kobe Bryant as yeah. well. So, and, and, you know, yeah, they, they shared coaches. But it just, yeah, it just, I... I just wish LeBron would go back to LeBron of the early days. That's what I want to see. I had a lot more respect for him, like in his beginning years. I, I was, I remember watching him. I'm like, dude, this guy's gonna smoke Jordan by the end of his career. He's, this guy's gonna, there's gonna be no doubt left in people's minds about, you know. I, I really truly believe we found we found Jordan's uh, Jordan's replacement of the goat. But it just, yeah, I mean, but you can still kind of argue like, you know, Jordan and and Kobe and with those two and. I've even seen some people say, well, Stephen Curry's the greatest of all time. And it's like, well, hey, slow down a little bit there, buddy. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's just. I like the, um, my favorite uh, debate I've heard about the Jordan and LeBron. Uh, did you see the uh, Steve Kerr? Uh, I forgot when. And they said, Steve, you know, who who's better, you know, LeBron or Jordan? He said, well, I have nothing negative to say about either one. They both are equally as talented. They both gave me three rings each, so you know I can't, I can't say anything. <laughs> I was like, that solidified that I had yeah, Jordan's the the goat there. But I mean, LeBron, you can't argue his size and his dominance and longevity. I mean, the the reason yes. he does have these accolades is his longevity, right? But that does it is a testament to how great you know condition he keeps himself in and and all that, right? But as as far as the um, 
like you said, that dog in him that just, I'm going to eat my competition alive. I'm winning this. The It's always going to be Jordan versus Kobe for me. Like LeBron ain't in that conversation for me. Yeah. Uh, well, longevity, stat-wise, if you're going off all that, he will go down as probably the greatest player of all time due to his stats. But Well, you know. and that's the thing. I, I don't – I uh, one of the things that bothers me was, is when people talk about total stats. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hear about that because some people play longer careers than others. You, you can't sit there and be like, well, so-and-so has so many points and so-and-so has so many points for their career. Like, obviously, this guy is a better offensive player. It's like, well, not necessarily – George, I mean, how many guys do you know take two years off in the middle of their prime and then come back and win a championship? It was as if he never left the game. You know? Do you think, do you think that uh, both of you guys, do you think if Jordan never left, would they have won those two rings as well? Maybe one. Oh, absolutely. You think so? No, I, I'll go both. You think it would have been eight straight? <laughs> yeah. That'd be crazy. I, I always that thought would, that. Yeah. That would that would be amazing if if it happened. But I, I, I'm not saying it wouldn't have been easy. No, those sure. rocket teams were Hakeem and oh, yeah. the real deal. But he eight for sure, eight for eight. That would that would be an amazing, amazing feat to go eight for eight. I mean, even going six for six, you know that it, that that's hard, but. Yeah, eight for eight would would have been really cool to see, but you know, hey, and if and if you watch, um, what's the name of that show um, that they did about the uh, the last about dance? Jordan? Yeah, the last dance. If you haven't watched the last, if you're a newer NBA guy, and maybe you maybe even if you're a teenager, just to say you're like 15, 16, and you know you always hear about these old school people talking about you know Kobe and and Jordan and you don't want to hear nothing about it. Go watch the last dance. That was an amazing documentary. Amazing. Yeah, I, I love a lot. I love that whole thing. Again, we're Chicago guys, but I love that documentary. I've watched it twice. Yeah. It's I've watched like 20 times. <laughs> yeah. It's if, if you haven't had a chance to watch that, I, I recommend watching it. And the thing that I like most about it is listen to how other people talked about Jordan. That that you, it's the way other people. It's just the way the other players talked about him, not just fans. You know, it's the way other players talked about. And, and I think the greatest part was when they were practicing for the Olympics for the Dream Team. Yep. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen that, but that just that particular part was my favorite part and people understand after they watch it and why that's my favorite part. But, um, you know, now I kind of want to talk about cards a little bit about, you know, the, the NBA cards. So one of the things I wanted to bring up is a strategy to, if, if you're in the card business to make money, this is something that I recommend doing. So, like with this year's, everyone wants the Kate Cunningham or you know Scotty Barnes. Do not when when new product drops like it did, and you get some of these guys and you see the prices that they're going for, and you're like, well, I'm gonna long hold, I'm gonna hold on to them because obviously the value has to go up. That's not the case. So when new product drop like the like like when the new Prism dropped, if you hit a Kate Can- Cunningham. They say like Which on I the did. cracked eye, yeah, on the on the cracked eyes or the it's the seventy fifth anniversary, correct? Card, right? Yeah, yep. The time to sell would be immediately because the market's hot for those guys because the product just dropped. Not many people have it, and maybe people are just looking just for that particular card. Maybe they don't even want to buy the product; they're just looking for certain cards that they want to buy. But once the market, you know gets you know multiple of those cards and like you, you're going on ebay and you're like oh there's like 20 of these cards being sold that's when the market comes down on those so if you are a guy that's collecting cards especially nba and you want to make money sell immediately wait for the market to come down after a bunch of those cards come on the market and then reinvest into that if it's something that you want a pc you know that yeah. that's what i that's what i recommend people doing and if you don't believe me, wait till the 2022 NFL 
stuff really starts to drop and people start doing that, you know, they're, you know, we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago. I think maybe even last last, uh, last podcast. I, I don't know how this NBA project is going to do this year. I don't know. I'm just I'm a little nervous about the 2022 yeah. stuff. My yeah. recommendation is if you hit anything that you think you can make money on, I would sell it immediately because I got a feeling a lot of that, a lot of those cards are going to drop in value pretty quickly, especially with – I don't know if anyone, any rookie – quarterbacks are even starting you know what i mean i, well, I don't i mean the, I, the the rookie class this year is not going to be the best it, it isn't going to be like the 2021 product where you got five-star quarterbacks you're chasing and and breaks and all that and and I, to go to your point i mean there's two kinds of collectors if you're in it to make money you have to make decisions in the moment right you have to make that decision because again so he just mentioned the Cade cunningham cracked ice i pulled that card when i comped it the second i pulled it is you know, $120, $130. And I'm like, you know, maybe I'll hold on to it for a little bit. If you comp it now, 65 because, it, it, you know, more people are pulling it and all that. So you got two kinds of collectors. One, if you're in it to make money, you have to make decisions, right? But if you're a collector and you just want to collect, like, hey, I like these rookies, you know, one day, if they're good, I have that card and you got the patience, then yeah, that, that's the other kind of collector. It's just your personal collection and you're not really in it to make money now kind of play like the stock market, right? You could do penny stocks every day or you can long hold something else, right? So that's a good point, Scotty. I mean, I should have probably sold that Cade Cunningham. But <laughs> I, was, I was in your live last week. I did the deal or no deal. Oh, yeah. I, I It was in my case. Yeah. <laughs> no, Cade you would have won the Cade Cunningham for sure. Uh, Scotty, you were not on, this is way off topic, but while we're on the topic, you had the Cade Cunningham in your briefcase, but you took the deal. You left the live the other night. I think you went to bed, Scotty. Um, one of our guys, BF won the Aaron judge on deal or no deal. Oh, that was the only card I wanted. (laughs) That was, (laughs) that was literally the only reason I was playing. That was for that Aaron judge. Cause, um, he, I feel like, I feel like at a certain point in people's careers, you know, when it's time to hold their cards and you know, a low numbered um, Aaron judge is a good card to hold at this time. You know, he's, he's, he has now solidified himself as one of the best, you know, ML, MLB players is, you know, offensively. And that's what's, that's what goes for money, you know, in, in, in the major league. So, you know, and, and to go back to, you know, selling these guys right away, you know, with the NBA and the NFL, it's all about these rookies that, that come in, you know, everyone's looking for that. The one thing about baseball is sure. You have like your first round selections, you know, in the Bowman product that everyone's going for. But with baseball, I feel like it's so hard to know who to hold. Right. Because you guys are jumping around that top 100 list, like crazy, like crazy. And, and, you, you just got to know when to let go or when to hold. And so for me, I pretty much with Bowman, I don't, I don't get rid of my Bowman because I, like if, if you're, if you're not into baseball collecting and you're looking to get into it, I would start off with the Bowman and long hold. You're going to know in about, about three or four years, whether you hit on anything there's, it's crazy. I go back and, and you look at some of these, like I like watching some of the older breaks that go on now. Oh yeah. And before, and before, like, there's like 20, 30 guys that, you know, people are trying to get a hold of. But then you go back 10 years later, there's about two or three guys now that you're looking for out of that, you know? So, yeah. And, and I, we mentioned in a couple of podcasts now, but those first Bowmans, you always want to hang on to those, especially because you have no idea. Like you said, you know, people were, you know, getting called up last week. You never know who's going to get called up and knock it out of the park. I mean, right now, if you have a first Bowman, you know, um, What's a good example? Like Khalil Watson, the you know, who would have known when they, I mean, so his first moment is actually the same year he got called up, right? So that's kind of one exception. He he's he, he, I think he got called up the, the same year. Well well, okay. So the the one thing about that is like, okay, there's guys that are expected to be phenomenal from the gate. Like I'll use Bobby Witt Jr. as an example. Remember how hot his card was? Yeah. And he hasn't he he has a very he's had a slow start to his MOB career. I mean, I, I still think he shows a lot of promise and he's gonna end up being a, a good player. But 
go look at the comps for his cards like six months ago and look at them right now. They've dropped because people are worried like, oh, he's not going to pan out. Let me jump ship now. And that goes back to being sell your cards. If you're looking to make money, sell your cards at the highest point and then go like right now. Like, I, I you know, we talked about um, Fernando Tatis Jr. I'm buying his cards. The, the guy's only 20. Like, I understand people are like, oh, this this whole steroid thing um, is going to tarnish his reputation. You know, now if he now I don't think it will now if he gets popped the second time, then yeah. But he's only twenty three years old. Right. Isn't that crazy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's it's crazy because I I you hear about him so much, you feel like he's been in the league forever. There's always those guys that you're like, Man, he's only how old? You know? So for me, because of his age, and obviously he's gonna get drug tested more. Hopefully he stays away from that stuff, you know. I know he claims he he did the same escape goat as I think every player who's been busted. Well, it was in some medication that uh, got to me for something. It's like, well, okay, first off, don't you go through your team doctor? Do you think they're yeah. going to prescribe? You think they're going to prescribe something to you that can get you busted in a drug test? Get out of here, man! You're not fooling anyone with that crap. You you're trying to uh, Andy. I, th- I want to say it was Andy Pettis um, after he retired. Um, he admitted to doing a little bit of steroids, but the reason now he said he did it to come back from injury faster, which is, which makes sense. You know, sounds right. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And for all, you know, maybe Tatis was doing the same thing. Who knows? But it doesn't matter. You got caught and, and now you look like an idiot. (laughs) You know what I mean? And not only that, he makes, he makes the organization look bad because, he was about to come back. The organization just traded away their future yeah, to make no, a run to make to make a run this year. If I am the Padres, I am fuming at Tatis right now because you just traded for Juan Soto and Josh Bell. Now you could have thrown Tatis into the mix. Oh, that's a dangerous lineup. And come playoff time, now you're looking good. Now, 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 now you're not. It, it kind of Juan Soto kind of takes the place of, of Fernando Tatis, and they're back at square one as as if you know he, you know, as if he's not there. So, you know, there there goes the window of opportunity. This well, maybe not necessarily the window of opportunity for the Padres this year. It's just they would have been looking a lot better with Tatis in the lineup. So, right. And again, I mean, to go to the beginning of that point, I mean, not, I, I agree with you that this is the time to buy his cards because if he comes back, he stays clean. You know, those cards you're going to get on the on the low right now. You're, I mean, they have well a lot of potential to go up. I mean, he's still super young, got a long career ahead of him if he stays healthy, right? So, yeah, yeah if, just like I know when to when if, to when to buy in, right? Yeah, yeah. If so, I don't know, but. If, you have to get into some baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a he's got a he needs for me with him, he needs to play a full season without getting hurt. I would like to see that from him. And hopefully that's next year. Whatever. And you just said you want to get into more baseball, Matt. It's actually for me, I I don't know baseball like Scotty does or when Pokes on here, they could talk circles around me, right? But baseball, I feel, is like the cards that are the hottest right now. And actually, like, I mean, I I can get in a lot of baseball breaks. You pull a lot of fire and, and all that. But I just feel like the overall worth of some of the cards are more than the other sport. Unless you get, like, the five rookies and in, in, um, or the five good rookies in the 2021 class of NFL or, you know, the LaMelo Ball rookie year of NBA. But I think baseball overall is just more valuable. More people like baseball cards. Um, that's why I've, I've been buying a lot more baseball since we started Lucky Hit, right, that I think that I've ever bought in my life is more baseball now than then, you know, um, I just, I feel people like them a lot more and they're worth more. That's just me, but. Yeah. But you know, what's interesting is that people are willing to spend so much more on basketball and football, but they're chasing fewer cards yes. worth that value. Right. That's the difference is yeah. MLB. You have a lot more opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, non-licensed cards in NFL or NBA, they don't go for a whole lot like some do. But like, you know, non-licensed in MLB, a Wander Franco downtown, it's not licensed, sells for 900. 
you know, people pay good money for baseball cards and, well, you know, here's the cool thing about the unlicensed stuff. Let's say that stuff stops. Let's just say they're like, okay, Panini, you can't sell anymore. Okay. I actually think it would raise the value of this stuff because you could only collect it for a certain amount of time. Okay. So for me, another strategy that I would suggest to people, if you're looking to make money and I'll use the tops Chrome platinum anniversary edition as an example, I'm actually putting box aside because that's not going to stay out forever. It's, it's, it's an anniversary. It can't be the same anniversary every year. You know what I mean? And, and that, when that product came out and I should actually still hot, it's, it's a really easy product to sell. I, I think they're actually, I, to me, I think the, 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 that tops Chrome is some of the best product you could buy. It's such a nice looking card. It's so nice. And I love the, I love the blue signature on it as well. When, yeah. when, no. when you pull an when auto, autos, yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> to me, I'm already starting to put some of those aside and I'm going to hold on to them for like four or five years because when they're not available anymore and I'm over here sitting on hobby boxes and some megas, I'm going to be able to sell those. No problem. You know, or maybe I could even do a break and be like, Hey, I got, you know, four years later, you know, like think about like uh, the Bowman stuff. That's, you know, six, seven years old. Think about how much more those are going for, you know, even football stuff, you know, it's our NBA. It it doesn't matter. It, It doesn't matter because, Every year, there's always going to be a superstar born, and you're only going to have that one year to get their rookie card. You know, like like the like the tops chroma guy that I'm collecting right now, uh, Ryan Mountcastle, is a guy that I'm personally collecting. You can get his rookie card out of those top chrome. So I'm hoping he has like a big year or like a big career, and in like four or five years, he's a superstar. That's going to be even better. So, right. yeah, what, that's what just about, another. Um, Oh no! Go ahead. Finish your. Finish oh your no! Thought. No, I was just gonna say that's just a strategy. If you're trying to make money, and 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 you're okay with having your money invested for a few years, that's something I would do because you're gonna see three, four, five times your money back. It's a good investment. So that's just something. Even packs. Even if you can get a hold of like, maybe maybe you buy a hobby box, and you you can put those packs aside, put one, two, three packs aside out of the hobby box because people will buy individual hobby box packs and they, they will do. go for a lot. You, you can sit there and probably in like three or four years, charge 30, $40 just for the pack alone. Well, it depends the product, obviously like, you know, you have like Bowman's best and Bowman Sapphire and, and stuff like that for baseball that can go for a lot football, you know, football and, and NBA, you know, you get a prism, hobby pack and you just put that aside and if you can go without ripping it for a few years you know it's you're gonna be looking good and you can make some of that money back you know yeah yeah i got a guy that uh works with me and he's bought uh two prism blasters this year he bought two of the mosaic blasters i got and um this is off the live i wasn't even live he just said hey you got some i'm like yeah he goes i'm gonna hold on to these for five years so you know i'll send you the money just bring me the boxes and uh i'm gonna put them to the side for a while because i think the value is gonna go smart man um matt so how about you so you you've been collecting more recently um are you more of like trying to get in it got me back into it with the lucky hit (laughs) but are you in it to make money are you in it to like who do you like personally collect is there any like cards you wouldn't get rid of or uh that Justin Fields uh, jersey that I <laughs> copped from one of your lives, yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know, I'm not into. I'm I'm, I'm more in a, into holding everything. Oh, you're yeah. So you're like you're like me. Yeah. Like you hold on to it for a while, and you know. Uh, and, and to Scotty's point too, like my you want to buy cards that you know you know like you said if Panini stopped making cards, the value goes up. That's why my curry was so high because that's the last year tops made cards for basketball is that year. So everyone's like, well, that's the last tops rookie year. It's Steph Curry. It makes the value go up a lot, but. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, you sold it. Well, I'm not gonna say how much you sold it for, but it also went ungraded, you know? Yeah. So uh, congratulate. I know what you got on it and congratulations. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I told you, you, you did yeah, all right. But... Yeah. Yeah. You, you did yeah. good. You, you did good. And, 
no, congratulations to whoever bought that card. You know, they're definitely, I mean, they're spending that type of money on a card. You definitely know they're it's for their own personal collection. And again, like with me, I, uh, I just collect everything. I, I'm like a hoarder when it comes to cards. Like I don't, I hate selling my stuff. I've seen your drawers you pull out of just, I don't even know what's under those cards. I think there's more cards. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what's funny is all those cards are just stuff I've probably gotten within this last six months. You know that like uh, right now I'm staring at, I'm staring at my binders and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I got twelve binders that I'm staring at right now that are and they're not the small binders, they're the big binders, and they're like full to the max. Like you cannot put any more you can't put any more sleeves in them. You know, and that's just you have that, and then like I like you said, the the drawers, and then I have I have an extra set of like drawers that you would put in a bedroom and i have oh, what yeah. i have <laughs> i i can't even tell you how many cards and i have actually i have some old stuff that's not even opened it's still factory sealed um like from the 80s i, I still have factory sealed uh uh complete sets so those are i'm gonna i was gonna sell those but poke is like you should just hang on to those for a while and then off on top of that under I have a um, I have a container that is so full of cards I can barely move it. Like you can't pick it up. <laughs> so I do, as my wife says, you have a problem, and I do have a problem. But I don't care. It's a good problem to have because I like. But now you have Scotty's card shack, and you can yeah. do something about it. At the same time, you know, make more money to buy other stuff. And it's funny because I've given away so much cards on my lives, like through like my little Monopoly games and and my um, uh, my pool boxes and stuff. And I haven't even I don't even notice that I'm missing cards. If if you want to get rid of <laughs> cards in bulk, play the Monopoly game like you did the first time with Jared, because you had back to back guys just run the board on you. I took a screenshot of when you put all Jared's stuff in the middle of the board. I was like, wow, that is a haul. <laughs> yeah, so anyone who hasn't been to my live, I invented a Monopoly game. And I'm still test running it. And I'm okay if I lose money on it because I know eventually I'm going to get it down. And I had three people play it the other day because it was it was after I did all my selling. It was a couple guys that that stayed in it was my brother my best friend and uh jared jared stays to the he always stays to the end jared oh yeah no, he's good shout out to jared he but anyways back-to-back guys hit the jackpot and i can't i wish i could explain how many cards they got uh, i think jared might have walked away with 200 cards easily easily, easily. And, yeah and matt Looking at, I still have Matt's. That Matt ended up hitting a. He even got a slab on his. He even got a. He did. Did he get? Um, uh, Matt, real quick while he's looking, and the listeners can't see this, but that's what Jared got in the Monopoly game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. Well, okay. I gotta stop by your life. Yeah. So something I did, I I tried hoping it was to entice people to buy out of my pool box, but. In my Monopoly game, you can bu- you can earn pulls out of my pull box. Jared ended up hitting a, a clean house. I had I had forty nine cards left in that pull box, and I wanted to make a fresh one because it was starting to look low and everything. So I was like, okay, I'll put a clean house. It'll probably take someone two, three times, whatever, and they're gonna end up running like twenty something cards. No, Jared hit it on. He hit it with forty nine. So he just out of my pull box, he got forty nine cards. And inside there, there was a blaster. So he ended up winning a blaster on top of that. Um, he ended up, what else? He, I think he won, like, there were still two autos in there. He won that, um, I had a Spectre. I think it was a old, it was old school player, Chicago Cub player, Fergie Jenkins. He hit a Spectra that was numbered uh, to seven in that bad boy. And, and oh, some yeah, others. did. I remember that. Yeah. Um, he ended up winning some football fat packs. Um, he hit a, he he ended up hitting. A, he just hit a lot of stuff, but yeah, his his stack was 
unbelievable. And then Matt turned around and Matt did the same thing. I tried, I just put like 50 cards into a pool box just so he had something to pull from. And he ended up hitting both autos that I put in there. So then my brother wanted to play afterwards. So I was like, great. So then I'd add two more autos to the pool box. Luckily he didn't hit them. He was, he texted me afterwards. He's like, I knew I shouldn't have played. Those, those guys took all the luck out of the game. And, and my, my, my poor brother watched those two guys come way up. And then his stuff, he still hit well, but he hit what the game was made to hit. But so, yeah. So if you, uh, if you're into uh, ripping people off, you can come by my live and rip me off on my Monopoly game. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I've, so. I've changed it. I've changed. I've made some adjustments. So it, it's you're going to have to take gambles now if you if you want to win. Is and that's the way it should be. That's that's the way that the game. Like no matter what, you're you're still going to come up with stuff. But if you want to end up hitting the jackpot, you're going to have to gamble, and that's that's what I like about it. So, right. Um, so yeah, good stuff, guys. You guys got anything else? We're good. Um, well, Matt, thanks for coming in. Thanks for uh, spending time and talking some NBA and uh, some other good stuff. So, um, yeah. So, again, we're Jim Men 10 Sports. Um, again, if you go to TikTok, you can find us at Lucky Hit Collectibles. You can find us at Scotty's Card Check if you want to run the Monopoly board. And Poke, is it Poke Sport Jag Rips? Uh, make sure to check us out. Come say hi uh, just to even show some love. And don't, like we said before in the first episode, you don't got to buy something, but just to come on, say hi. Mention the podcast, you might get a little something. something oh, dude, so. It's fun just to hang out. Yeah, and Matt, you're in there all the time. So, you know, it is a good time to hang out. So, uh, all right, uh, that'll be it. And then uh, we will see you guys on the next one. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Thanks, Lucky. See you guys on the next one. Jimmy yeah. 10 Sports. Fuses. Yeah, you know we wildin'. 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 It's that 10 minute gym sports. Yeah. It's that gym mint 10 sports.